welcome to Put a Cork in It, where two friends talk about things you do and probably don't care about. I'm Monica. And I'm Austin. And we hope that listening to even one second of this podcast will make your day just a little bit better. So whether you're about to take a nice walk, driving on the highway, or you're simply just laying in your bed, come along and join us for the next few minutes on Put a Cork in It. Welcome back to your favorite podcast, uh, this side of the Mississippi. It's been an interesting week so far. You may be listening to this mid-snowstorm, mid-meltdown. We just hope you're staying safe out there. Hope you got everything you need in the fridge. Hopefully you don't lose power this weekend. But uh, strap yourselves in. It's going to be an enjoyable podcast today. But Mon, how are we feeling after coming off that high of an episode of last week? I mean, that that was insane. I just want to say thank you to all who reached out to me and I'm not kidding. People did reach out and thank you for those who checked in. I'm doing fine. Um, Angus and I are still friends, still coworkers. So we have moved forward. Also, I just thought of this, like there are some predicted power outages. So if you're listening to us with the last of your phone battery, that would be so life-giving. Don't you think? Like, I, I don't know. Just thinking about that makes me a little speechless. Um, But today was kind of a great day, a very good day logistically at work. You know, maybe it's the weather. Maybe it's a little sunshine peeking through the clouds. I feel like I haven't seen the sun in six years, so that's a vibe. Um, But other than that, I think it's been pretty a regular day. Don't you feel like this February, January just lasts forever? Like this part of the winter just feels so long. It's definitely terrible in terms of getting through it. But however... Uh, February is a huge month for my family. My both my parents' birthdays are in February. My birthday is in February. Um, a lot of close friends of mine have birthdays in February. So it's just like a kind of a a month of like checking people off, and then I'm not I'm the last day of the month. So like this whole month is like an entire celebration build up, and then to get to me is super enjoyable for me oh my gosh wait so january january sucks i'm not the biggest january fan however with the Bengals on this immaculate super bowl run january has been amazing and you you know i was going to talk about that i know i know because i i just i won't i won't (laughs) go off i won't go off but it is i mean spirits are extremely high so in case you didn't know which i really do think it's possible that some of our listeners don't because maybe you don't follow sports. The Bengals are in the Super Bowl. Let it be heard first or last here. Secondly, February, if you're the last day of February is your birthday, does that mean you're a leap year kid? I was born on the 28th of 99. So it was not a leap year when I was born. Got it. I always throw that caveat in there. But I get that question literally every year. So uh, don't be... Don't be afraid. You won't be the last. But no, I am not a leap year baby. I do know people that are. There were two kids in my high school that were leap day babies. They're legally like five years old, according to like their birth certificate. So um, So that's enjoyable. Here's my theory. Were they weird? Because I feel like leap year babies are freaking weird. That's just a theory. Um, There is absolutely 0% chance they are listening. Yeah, they were they were kind of weird. I knew it. But they also, I, this always bothered me. This is the weirdest tangent. I didn't think we were going to talk about this today. They always choose to celebrate their actual birthday on March 1st instead of February 28th. You're born in February. Come on. 
yeah, that's, that's a red flag in a lot of different ways. Um, but where I thought you were going with the February thing was doing a smooth transition into the topic for today. So I'm going to go ahead and pick up what you already laid down. So as you all know, February is a big month for put a cork in it. We've done a lot of themes with February with Valentine's day, but I mean, I think we're still going to go with it, but as you guys know, our whole podcast is usually revolving around relationships topics, but I think this month we really will try to be a little bit more targeted in that way, but also a little bit relaxed at the same time. So today we were talking about setups, which like, as I was driving to work today and I knew we were going to be recording this, I kind of just got this like jingle in my head about it. Do you want to hear it? Please, please. I need this. I'm getting a little um, stage fright, I will say. It's kind of like a little doodad, like, let's set it up. Just a little, you know. <laughs> I am so glad that you shared that with everybody. That was, um, that was something special. Okay, so on this. <laughs> and we're going to leave it at that. <laughs> on this segment of let's set it up, we decided to bring on the one and only, the one who was my Bible study leader freshman year of college, and I never thought we'd be actual friends. The one and only, there's just, there really is no one like her, and that's why I keep saying it. Emily Santon is on the podcast today, everybody. Emily, how are you? I'm good. I don't know if that's a good thing, the one and only. I feel like there's like some real pros and some real cons to having that title, but. Really? um, Yeah. I mean, the one and only just makes me think like, there's something a little off about her. Like just like, you know okay maybe well, notorious maybe for something yeah yeah notorious for something what is that something oh all the one and only's in my head were positive don't don't you worry about it um so you're welcome we I would say and I know I say this about everyone but I really have been wanting to have Emily on the podcast for a while but wanted to make sure I gave her a topic she could really speak on and you know would really thrive with and so that's one of the reasons why she's on. But I would say Emily is one of the first guests we've had who is an avid listener of the pod. Like, I mean, every week I'm getting a text from Emily that says, love this. I was laughing, blah, blah, blah. Like, you don't know how much that means to me as a friend, but also just you as a listener. So anyway, reached out to Emily. I'm like, hey, I have this idea. I want to talk about being set up. The, the flaws, the way it's done well, et cetera. Do you think you could speak to that? And do you remember what you texted me back that just confirmed that this was the perfect topic? I actually don't. Okay, I'll tell you. Okay. You responded with every relationship I've ever been in has been a setup. And I about fell off my chair. Yeah, it's perfect. I mean, Austin, can you believe it? I mean, if we want to disclose the number of relationships, it could be good or bad. But uh, uh, I'm going to take it as a positive. I think it is a great thing um I mean I can believe it okay well I mean it's not like Emily's just out here being a serial dater I think your number is like what three yeah we're at three yeah yeah that's a great record I think that's a solid number not out of control yeah no what if we get people (laughs) we get people in the dms who are like that's way too many can you believe it I will say I had instant regret saying that Oh, we regularly get like hateful DMs, I would say. But um, anywho, so I just wanted to get M's perspective because I feel like you probably have a very positive, you know, experience with being set up if it happened for you three times and all these relationships were very good um, and lasted a decent amount of time. 
But then also, um, I will be bringing in some of the negative experience and what you should not do when setting someone up. So there's going to be a balance here. And Austin will also be bringing in his expertise as he was actually set up with Carly, who he's been married, or I mean, sorry, dating. Who oh. <laughs> he has been Thank dating you. for. <laughs> has been dating for some time. So I would say, here's my first question. Can we just kind of walk through maybe some commonalities as you reflect through these three setups like maybe could you pick one thing off the top of your head that you feel like was necessary for the setup to be successful whether that was the person who did it um the like logistics of time where you were at in your life like anything that comes to mind yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing was having somebody to vouch for the other person because, like, you miss that if you're doing, like, any sort of, like, online dating, that sort of thing. There's just no, um, like, I don't know. I guess there's nobody else who can kind of speak into it. So I think that was, like, the number one thing that made it successful was having other people who could, like, they're normal. They're, they are maybe even great. Um, and so, I don't know, because it's so easy to get, like, in your head in the beginning of dating and, like, overthinking every little thing. Yeah. And so having somebody who, like, knows them outside of a relationship, like, giddy, gooey, emotional, like, context, they can kind of, like, speak into it clearly. And I also think it's fun because like, then you kind of get to date almost in a group in some ways. Like that sounds weird, but like, it's not like it's just the two of you hanging out all the time. Nobody else. Like you already have like some common denominators and can yeah. like, you know, hang out with those people and talk about it, that sort of thing. Oh, that's huge for the program. And I think even like above and beyond how you know this person is going to be like at least a really great first date or a great prospect is if multiple people are like, heard you're being set up with Johnny, mm-hmm. really excited for you, blah, blah, blah. You know, like if it kind of gets through the grapevine and everyone's like really hyped for you, I think then I'm fine with people sharing my business. But if people are pulling you aside and be like, nah, man, I don't know why Shelly's setting you up with Johnny. Like he's a bad dude. Then it's kind of tough, you know? Yeah. So I have not had that experience, which I'm thankful for. There's been no like premature raised red flags from other people but I feel like that's almost like could be a plus yeah no that's really good I agree with that and I think maybe it's even better just to have that one trusted person recommend them and that be it than to have the chatter of the peanut gallery but I was gonna say that speaks to the quality of friends that you have setting you up like nobody's gonna like completely overstep and try and set you up with someone it's like I do not trust you to set me up with someone like you barely know me like what yeah and I also think like Austin I'd love your thoughts on this and M obviously but as a dude like I always think a girl should be setting up a girl not that's like a golden rule but I feel like a girl setting up a girl with a guy is usually the best way to do it or a guy setting up a guy with a girl like his friend is the same gender as him or she's the same gender as her like I feel like that usually goes better because girls just share more with each other guys share more with each other so they just know the ins and outs better but do you think it's okay to mix and match that like if I if I were to set you up with someone versus like one of your guy friends setting you up with someone um I don't think it's like a make or break um personally Carly's best friend was like my friend and then she set me up with her so I don't even I don't mean I don't know how you would classify that as her like 
setting Carly up with me or her setting me up with Carly. Yeah. I don't know if that's a kind of double negative there, but like we were both friends with her name's Maggie. Shout out Maggie. Um, but uh, like the converse, like just putting it into context, like we had a class together and I was talking about how I needed a date to prom and she was like, you should ask Carly. And I Love was it. like, well, can you set that up? And she was like, sure. So I don't know, is that like, how would you define that setup? Well, I think you just really jumped the gun on something that I was going to say. A seamless oh, transition. No, we no. We can No, in a good way. And I think, M, I don't know if you're about to agree with what I'm about to say, but I think the sweet spot is the person setting you up is very close with both people, knows both people very well. Because then I think it's like kind of foolproof. Like nothing bad's going to happen, knock on wood. <laughs> if you will, like if the person doing the setup knows both parties very well and sees the potential, then I struggle to see how that would be like, I don't know, a risky setup per se. Does that make sense? Okay. Um, so Mon, my question for you as someone with um, good experience, like actually setting people up, um, do you like look at a lot of different layers about like the different people or are you more of just like you're single in your twenties, you are also single in your twenties. Let's give it a shot. Wow. That is a spectacular question that no one has ever asked me. I feel very like at a press conference, you know, I think <laughs> I think that I'm not really the type that goes through like compatibility of like, what's your Myers-Briggs type and where did you grow up? But more like if there's a vibe where I know two people's temperaments would really go together, that's really all I go off of. I'm not really thinking about like social economic status or where you went to high school. I'm more thinking Mm -hmm. when I hang out with this person, and we vibe who, like, who is the male version of someone who would also vibe with her or who is the female version of someone who would vibe with him type thing. So it's really not a science, more just like a gut feeling, which probably isn't that good of an answer. Well, Monica, I guess one thing would be, you know, obviously you've set some people up before. Can you give us like a number out of total, like who are still together type of thing? I I can. So I would say the numbers aren't really proving my um, success, but I would say the timeline that happened. So I set up um, both couples almost at the same time, which was very overwhelming for my emotions. So I set up my friend, Sam, who's been on the podcast with our friend, Lance, who has also been on the podcast. I had wanted to set them up for two years, thought about it in college. The logistics never worked out for them to meet. Finally, they met this past summer and they are dating and all as well. Then JT, who has also been on the podcast, moved to Cincinnati. Emily was in Cincinnati. I'm like, I would say Emily and JT were like the poster child of vibes matching up. I'm like, oh my gosh. I've wanted to set up JT forever, but never found like the person who I feel like would be amazing. And then once I kind of restarted my relationship with Emily living in Cincinnati this summer, I was like, holy crap. It was like this holy grail moment of like, these two people have to at least go on one date. And so now Emily and JT are dating. Emily, I'm not going to answer for you. How are things going with JT? (laughs) I mean, they're just going great. They really are. 
I think you did a wonderful job. We owe you a lot, Mom. <laughs> we talk about it every time we hang out, just how thankful we are for you. Wow, I'm undeserving. So, Austin, I've joked around with you and Emily of just saying how I'm retired after that, which sounds a little dramatic after only setting up technically four people, but really two. And I think it's just, it's very emotional and very tense for the actual setter upper, if you will, because it's like, you don't know if they're going to vibe or if like something bad will happen. Then you feel bad for any type of like emotional wound that you might've caused. So I don't know. How do you feel about those stats, Austin? Is that a fair representation? So I would say that it's like, there's, there is some, I don't want to say like blame, but there's some like, you know, weight that is carried by the setter upper, if you will. Right. Um, And like, if there is like an emotional turmoil that happens as like a result of these two people meeting and like going on dates or whatever, I'm going to guess that that's not the person who set them up's fault. So if that was held against the setter upper, I don't think those are, I don't, I don't believe that. I don't think that's the right course of action. Now, if there's like sabotage or like obviously foul play, I mean, (laughs) then we can have some talks, but um, it is definitely hard though. I mean, Sam was like your best friend and then Lance was also a really good friend. And now like when you guys all hang out together, it is just subsequently a different vibe and something that you kind of have to get on board with because you're the one who set them up yeah that's a very good point and it's like hard to get used to and em i've had this struggle with hanging out with you and jt in group settings too it's like i've known you guys in two very different worlds and then when you guys are a couple together i'm like oh my gosh i have to take a second to remind myself but we did have a discussion emily and i where i said hey just so you know i'm now used to you and jt like being a couple like i've i've caught up but em would you say that you like in the past steps that you've had does it ever take you a second in a group setting to be like oh i can actually like act like this person's my boyfriend so we're officially dating i don't have to wait around to know if that's happened like what is that transition like if that makes sense yeah, that's a great question. Um, and I feel like my answer is going to make me sound fake of like, you act different ways with different people. And I swear, I'm like, it's, it's not as fake as it sounded right now. But there is an aspect you act one way about like around your friends and then like a, a somewhat different way whenever it comes yeah. like romantically, like you hope those are like two different people. Right. So but whenever that merges, it's definitely an experience of like, how do I give my friend the attention of my friend and how do I give my boyfriend the attention of my boyfriend? And it honestly is like a dreamy setup though, whenever you are still friends with the person who set you up. At least I think it's fun to kind of have like a a group hang vibe. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it's like, I think setting up is the way that everybody wants to meet someone nowadays. Like everyone wants the mutual friend story. But I think what's interesting is that the poll that we put on our Instagram today was, have you been set up? And 40% of the people said yes. And 60% of the people said no. And to me, that statistic makes me sad, but I also wasn't surprised because it's like, I don't think people are setting each other up. They may have the intention to, but they don't actually follow through with it actually happening, if that makes sense. So like for you, when people started setting you up, so total of three times, 
was there ever a time where you're like, eh, I don't know if this is actually going to happen or like, how much hope did you put into those people saying, oh, I'm going to set you up. And were you like counting on it? Not in a desperate way, but were you mm-hmm. like believing them that they would do it? Or did you kind of hold back a little? I feel like you can just kind of like get a vibe from the get-go of if it's actually going to happen or not. Just like knowing the person who's like doing the setting up uh, and just the way they're talking about it. Cause there's definitely been a lot of people who are like, I mean, I'm going to set you up with somebody and you know, immediately like that's just like not going to happen. Yeah. I think especially like moving to Cincinnati and like my family has a lot of Cincinnati ties. Mm-hmm. There was like, Oh, we're going to set you up with all of these people. And then none of them ended up happening, right. you know? And so yeah. I would say for the most part, whenever it's like my friends setting me up, it feels pretty successful. Um, But my parents also really love to set me up with people. Mon, I don't know if you can relate to this, but as soon as my parents say something, I'm like, that's absolutely just not going to happen. But there's no chance. Yeah. Yeah. The parents set up for me is not something you can count on for sure. It's like the Christmas card rolls in and it's like, wow, Jeremy seems to still be single on the Christmas card. And that's what they say. And I'm kind of sitting there like, well, that's fine. Like Jeremy's a fine specimen, but if you're not actually going to put it out, like, let me give you a great example. Very quick. This summer, my parents are trying out a new church. I said, I will come with you guys. I don't have a church yet. Love to experience it with you. My mom. Yeah. I heard the youth pastor's pretty cute. So sure. That's all she said. It wasn't like, oh, I will introduce you. This is his name. It was just like drop leave not doing anything I actually don't even know how that would play out with parents like are they gonna text Jeremy's mom and be like hey is Jeremy single yeah like no and that's that's a no-go for me that's mortifying have they ever had a conversation with Jeremy I mean is it like they see him doing announcements at church and that's the extent Mm. of their relationship I mean what is going on here it's it's embarrassing it's that's all I can really say about it. And I think the, the parent thing is pretty funny though, because I've actually like set up like my parents to be friends with like other like my friends' parents. <laughs> and to this day, like my parents' best friends that were also like my friends' parents, they are best friends. Yeah. And they were so resistant to like, oh, I have friends, like I don't need more friends. And Lo and behold, I was right. My friend was right. They're actually like the greatest of friends now. Yeah. So it's like, come on, let, just return the favor. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, obviously, you know, did not need the fortune of my parents to set me up with somebody. Thank, thank the Lord. I don't know how that would have played out. But, um, you know, like if you are in that situation, like if you're truly like trying to find someone for your child, like there's got to be some some high communication going on like really like you got to know what people are looking I mean there's so many things that go into it that's why your friend your friends obviously know you a lot more yeah in that setting and it's gonna be more like organic not as clunky not as formal or awkward and so I feel like something that we're all pointing to is and maybe you guys like no that's not what I'm pointing to at all but there's a, there's a firm list of do's and do nots when it comes to setting up that I have either experienced or know from actually setting other people up. So in terms of what Emily shared, like you want to trust the person doing it first and foremost, if that's not there, flee, I say, run away, flee. flee. There is a 
there's a verse in the Bible that says, you know, flee from all of these different sins. This is, this is a similar preface here. Flee from someone who says, found someone for you, that you will be great. And if they are just like, not a good person or like a fake friend, you don't need that. You say, thanks, but you don't fall through. You, you ghost that situation. Now, in terms of, this is for everyone, you know, whether you want to be set up or you're looking to set up your friends, this is for everyone. Timing matters. Emily knows this. I told her when I was trying to set her up with JT, I'm like, we're going to make this happen this summer or it's done. Like, I'm not going to tell you I'm setting you up and I'm not going to do it till winter. You need to follow through and do it immediately. If you wait around, it, it just deteriorates everything. Now, this may be obvious, but recently this happened to me, so I feel the need that I should share. If someone is setting you up, they need to actually tell the other person about you. Recently, I was told that I was being set up with someone. Later, I was told that person was already dating someone. Clearly, the setter-upper had never even talked about me because they started dating a completely different person and we never even met. So make sure that um, the two people you're trying to set up actually know about each other, um, which seems self-explanatory, but to some it was missed. Um, something else is keep your person updated. Text Emily and say, hey, just talked to JT about you. Literally brag about you for an hour. Very excited that we're all hanging out together X time. There was this one time that we all went to a brewery and Emily was gonna let me sit across from JT and when I say I physically pushed her in front of me and said, no, no, madam, you will be sitting across from him because this is the perfect date like mentality. Like you got to lay it out there for people, even if it made Emily uncomfortable in the moment, like I was going to do it. But I would love to hear your thoughts on that moment, Emily. I mean, I will say there is also a level of awkwardness if you're getting set up and one of your first times hanging out with each other is in a surrounded by a room that is all eyes on you. Like whenever we went to the brewery, that was the reason that we were there. And so it felt like a fish bubble of us trying to talk and everybody else is just like <laughs> glancing over like every 10 seconds, what is going on? I mean, so there are definitely some pros to that situation, but there were some real cons yeah. of like everybody is watching what we're doing right now. That's amazing feedback. Yeah, don't make it too awkward. And I definitely struggle with that at times. There was also a time at a wedding where I got Emily and JT to talk alone. And then one of our friends tried to go over and like make it a group combo. And I pulled that friend back from the caller. I said, heck to the no, you're going to let them talk. Apparently that was- Further context to that conversation, it was me, Monica, and JT standing in a circle. And I don't remember, Mon, what you said, but it was something that was so unnatural. I'm just like, well, I guess I'm going to go. And it was like, it was not a smooth exit. It was a, you are here for a reason. I have done my job. Okay, go. And then also like our bodyguard as we're trying to have this conversation. Yeah. yeah that, <sighs> that was, okay, but Austin, hold on. In my defense, because I agree, those are tough moves and way too obvious. But in my defense, at that point in the summer, specifically the wedding, JT was dragging his feet. I gave him the green light. I said, Emily is going to say yes. Ask her on the freaking date. Like, no one gets that. That is a gem. That is, that is a great opportunity being handed to you on a silver platter. And so since he was dragging his feet, I was like, and this isn't good. I shouldn't have done this, but I was fed up. I'm like, I'll just do it all then. I will ask her out for you at this point. 
So I guess there's also some patience for the setter upper and I don't have a lot of patience. So that's where I maybe lack some talent in this. Yeah. That is totally JT's fault. The green light was given. Go. What are you, What is happening? I am totally going to give him crap for that. That's my biggest pet peeve with, and I think this happens for girls too, but more men. Like if someone gives you the green light and says, hey, I just talked to Brittany. She's going to say yes if you ask her on a date. And they're like, well, I don't know. How do you know? It's like, no, I just gave you the green light. If a boy or girl came up to me and said, hey, just so you know, Brian likes you. I would go up to Brian and say, hey, Brian, I'm, I heard through the grapevine you're interested in me. I'm also interested in you. I'm going to leave that here. Do with that what you will. Like, how would you not act on that? And it is such an awkward, like, time whenever you know something is going to happen. Like, you don't know what that something is, but something mm-hmm. will happen. But then yeah. it's like a week, two weeks, three weeks with JT, like a month of like something's going to happen. What is going to happen? <laughs> It is. It's just kind of like this, like, it's a little, it's a little tense. Yeah. And I'm sure it's tense as being the setter up or two. Yeah. Living in that tension is tough because you both knew, but no one was making steps. So then you both are just like in this weird merry-go-round of like, no one's actually catching up to each other. Yeah. And going back to the do's and don'ts, I think there's a very important do. It's like, if there is like, a, like you were saying, timing is everything. It's like, okay, I know these two people are both free like on this weekend like three weeks from now uh, I'm gonna like, like interject and start planning something oh my gosh did I cut out no you're good no you're good okay I'm gonna interject I'm gonna start planning something and get these two people in an actionable situation yeah you know you don't want to be like hey I so-and-so is like free this weekend it's like what does that mean yeah yep exactly the specific that's, ex- that's exactly what um, my roommate chloe did she is also co-setter uppers with mine uh, she threw the three of us in a group chat and said we were, we're at Oktoberfest," and she was she threw the three of us in a group chat and said find each other so really just bold moves on on both mine and chloe's part indeed sometimes you can't be settled but sometimes you should be i think mm-hmm. Something that we can kind of wrap with is I might have sounded a little bitter. I I can own that about talking about the poor experience I had recently with someone attempting to set me up. And I think I'm not bitter. I think I'm just tired of people in my life constantly saying, and this is something I've talked with other single friends or people who are now dating that used to be single. Like people would come up to them often and say, yeah, I'm going to set you up. Yeah, I'm going to set you up, whatever. And it is very frustrating for a single person to have to like sift through the gold of like, what's the fake gold? What's the real gold? Like, is this person actually going to do it or are they not? And so it's frustrating when someone doesn't follow through, not because you're sad, you don't get to meet that person, but more so just like, is this even like something like, is this a method that's legit? Because I haven't experienced that. So I just want to clarify for maybe some others who are frustrated with their people not setting them up well. It's like, be honest, be committed. And Emily and I have actually had this discussion of her wanting to set me up with someone. And she's like, I'll be honest. Like, I don't know how the logistics are going to work out, but like, I really do want to make it happen. That is fine. If someone comes up to you and says, I'm not sure, but I'm working on it. I can respect that. It's the, it's the fake confidence that I can't respect. If that makes sense. 
almost like a you know recurring theme on this podcast is that clear communication wins out in pretty much any circumstance i would have to say right. and you know that goes for setting people up you know hey i don't know like when this is going to happen but i really do think it could give me a few months let me see what's going down then i'll update you another do and we'll go from there yeah, yeah. and i will say emily has done well with updating me and it's very casual my hopes are not up very fine there's no tension that makes me feel better because I felt like I was doing a not good job. So I appreciate that, <laughs> that affirmation. Some more clear communication. Um, I, I thought you were subtweeting me that entire time. Um, you need to actually do something about it. I'm like, okay, message received. We Thank need you. actionable steps, M. All right, that's what I'm learning. No, no. And you know who I was subtweeting that whole time. But anyway, so another recurring theme that we want to bring up. Thank you, Austin, for that amazing vernacular is um what's in the queue for you and so um i'm gonna let you go last even though i know you have some things at the top of the brain because your life is exciting right now um i think i think i can go first austin i always make you go first i think for me what's in the queue is a lot of things in terms of my life where i will be living where i will be working etc so i think what's in the queue is a lot of unknowns and I, I feel like I've struggled to not be stressed out because of that. Um, definitely, as most of us don't love not knowing things. But I think recently I've just been leaning into the fact of just being kind of thankful that I'm in the place in life where I can really pick up and do whatever and be wherever. And that's not something that can be said of everyone. So I've been making that transition recently. So I just wanted to share that with my good pals on the pod today. So not necessarily what's in the queue, but what's not in the queue. Wow. Brain buster. Wow. These are the moments I live for. (laughs) (laughs) You're so dramatic. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, What is in the queue for me? Seamless transition. Um, Carly and I are going to Hocking Hills for my birthday weekend at the end of the month. I'm very excited to kind of just unplug and just like get away. I've only been to Hocking Hills once. Um, The cabin that we're staying in is super nice. And I'm just very excited to relax and just kind of like refuel after what might be a stressful month of celebrating other people. Who knows? Oh, love that. A little, you're being precautionary instead of reactionary. I love that. Proactive. Absolutely. Get it, um, Give us all the birthday details. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going off of the birthday train, mine is tomorrow. Uh, the big Groundhog two five. Day. Uh-huh. Yeah, Groundhog Day. Oh, I love um, Groundhog Day. Yeah, I mean, it's an underrated holiday. It's a lot of fun, though. Um, so just got some birthday stuff going on. Uh, a birthday dinner tomorrow night. Uh, going to Chicago for the first time this weekend with my family, uh, which will be a ton of fun um got a dinner with mom thrown in there too i mean really just a bunch of a b-day celebrations and i'm thrilled about it i'm a huge birthday fan so this feels like a it's a good year oh my gosh oh my gosh i we have to end on this i don't know how i'm just thinking about this emily got me probably the best gift i've ever gotten in my entire life which feels dramatic so her and carrie bands who also has been the podcast um that episode is called Shout Out to My Ex. Feel free to go listen to it. It's one of our most listened to this season. 
There's um, also another episode about gift giving. Oh, there is. Couldn't tell you the reference, but there is. Could not tell you the episode mm-hmm. name or number. Um, it's definitely from season two. But anyway, Emily gives me this gift at church. She's like jumping up and down. And that's where you know it's a good gift if the gift giver is tweaking. I've also shown this gift to about <laughs> 10 other people before I showed it to Monica because I could not contain it. And it came in the mail and just like, I did, wouldn't see her for another week. So everybody that came into my apartment, I'm like, let me show you this gift. Let me I, show you this gift. I was okay. so excited. That's amazing. I didn't know that detail. So Austin, she pulls out this like purpley bluey sweatshirt and I'm like, okay, this is just looking like a very normal sweatshirt, which I actually have been looking for one in that color. So I was excited either way, but she's like, look at the collar. I'm like, okay, the collar says it is embroidered. It is personalized with P-A-C-I-I. For those who have trouble reading, that is the abbreviation for put a cork in it. So we do have merch. We do officially have merch. She really is an avid listener. I know. I know. Huge fan. I'm I'm really tearing up. So anyway, um, Emily's the best. This has been an amazing episode. I think this is maybe one of our most like practical, like actually is going to help people episodes, which I'm really excited about. Um, Mm -hmm. And thanks for being honest about your three setups. Don't be insecure about that number. We love it. Um, Do you have any like last minute advice for the people? I don't know. I'm putting you on the spot, but anything when it comes to being set up, maybe like being Uh, upper or just in your position waiting to be set up. Um, I mean, I think this is going off of the practical train and I do feel a little on the spot. So we'll see how good this actually is. But I think like definitely lean in to the, the setter upper almost of just like, don't be afraid to talk it through with them, get some feedback. Like, I think that that's a really sweet thing to have somebody who knows you and the person that you're dating. So, I mean, there's definitely some boundaries there, but at the same time, like that's a, it's a gift to have that person who knows both of you. So don't be afraid to ask questions, talk it through. Oh my that's gosh. Gorgeous advice. Doesn't even sound like you're on the spot as well. Awesome. Came through amazingly. Incredible. Thank you. The so, only advice I could give anybody, Mon, is, you know, if you missed out on that poll today, it's because you're not following us on Instagram. Add put a cork in an official, which what are you doing? Get on there. We do polls. We do a lot of other fun things. We really need to, you know, just interact with you guys more. You guys rock. Yeah. Avid listeners maybe even like sell M. some merch. Maybe. I mean. Selling merch. You know what? I'm going to put a poll that will say, would you buy merch? I, I have zero expectations. In fact, my expectations are probably low. So I'm going to put up a poll and we'll see what, we'll see what the people say. You can answer that poll at put a cork in an official. (laughs) And Emily will um, receive a um, percentage of the commissions here. So that'll be exciting for her. The margins are going to be low. We are not. (laughs) (laughs) The margins are going to be low. All right. Um, We love you guys. And thank you for coming on. Um, You're the best ever. Best listener. And we'll be with you guys next week for an amazing episode. Austin, thanks for being here. Guys, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.